In this session of Look at the Book, we're going to focus on Second Chronicles, a book in the Old Testament, first 12 verses, and the setting is that King Hezekiah in Judah is summoning all the people to come to Jerusalem and celebrate the Passover because for years, many years, because the book of the law had been neglected, they had not celebrated the Passover. Now, let me pose the questions that I'm trying to answer. Not everything, just two or really one basic question, then we'll jump in. So here's my question. If God says, if you do such and such, then I will do such and such, does that mean we are the decisive cause of the outcome? To ask it another way, if God says, do such and such, and I will respond, so the result of your doing such and such, I will respond by doing such and such in response, does that mean we are self-determining and God only responds? Now, I think this will come clear to you why I'm asking this, but lots of people, they read dozens and dozens of instances in the Bible where God says, if you do this, I'll do this, and you do this, and my response will be this. They infer that man is the decisive, original cause of the action. Is that true? And my contention is that if you assume, my answer to both those questions is no. And I think there is a logical mistake in saying yes, and there is a, an exegetical an interpretational, biblical mistake in saying yes. So, Father, as we try to answer these questions, help us to see what's really here so that we don't butcher our minds or your text. I ask this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. So here's the situation in Second Chronicles 30. So they decreed to make a proclamation throughout all Israel, from Beersheba to Dan, that the people should come, should come and keep the Passover to the Lord, the God of Israel, at Jerusalem, for they had not kept it as often as prescribed. So that's what's going to happen. Now, messengers are going to go out, and they're going to tell the people to do something, namely come to Jerusalem. And how does God give them an incentive to come? So... Verse 6, couriers went throughout all Israel and Judah with letters from the king and his princes, as the king had commanded, saying, O people of Israel, return to the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. That, this is one of those so that statements, you do this so that this will happen, so that he may return again to the remnant of you who have escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. So there's an instance of saying, do such and such, so that God will do such and such. Here's another one, verse 7. Do not be like your fathers and your brothers 
who were faithless to the Lord, the God of their fathers, so that, don't be faithless, so that he made them a desolation as you see. So don't be like them, because when they were faithless, he responded by making them a desolation. They did something, and the result was that he did something. Don't be like that. Verses 8 and 9. Do not now be stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourselves to the Lord and come to his sanctuary, which he has consecrated forever, and serve the Lord your God, that his fierce, so that, that, here's the result of your coming and serving him, so that his fierce anger may turn away from you. So there's an instance of you do something so that God will do something. And here's another one. For if you return to the Lord, your brothers and your children will find compassion. If you do this, your brothers and children will find compassion. If then, God will act if you act. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn away his face from you if you return to him. So, in all of those texts that we've seen so far, the picture is man acts so that, with the result that, God will act. Or you could say, God acts as a result of man acting. And that's true. That's right. Those are accurate observations. Now, the question is, when we see things like that in the Bible, are we assuming that man is the decisive cause here of God's acting? Does he originate things? Does everything begin with man? Is man autonomous here and God only the actor? So let's see what happens. Two responses to this summons to come to Jerusalem so that God will act. So the couriers went from city to city throughout the country of Ephraim and Manasseh and as far as Zebulun, but they laughed them to scorn and mocked them. So response number one, no way are we coming. I don't care what kind of arguments you give about God blessing us. If we come, we're not coming. And so they use their wills to disobey the command of God. Here's a separate and second response. Verse 11. However, some men of Asher, of Manasseh, and of Zebulun humbled themselves and came to Jerusalem. So they obeyed. They heard the command. They heard the, the logic. You come and God will bless you act, return to the Lord. He will return to you. And they humbled themselves and came. Now, should we infer from all of that, that man is self-determining um, and that we provide the decisive initiative and God only responds. Now, here's verse 12. Watch it carefully. This is the next verse. The hand of God was also 
on Judah. Now, what's he also referring to? It's referring back to verse 11. Some men humbled themselves and came to Jerusalem. The hand of God was also implying what? God's hand was at work. Back in verse 11, when they humbled themselves, God's hand was on them. God's hand was also now on Judah to give them one heart to do what the king and the prince had commanded by the word of the Lord. So how did the obedience of the men of Judah and the men of Asher and Manasseh and Zebulun who humbled themselves and came, how did that obedience originate? The hand of God was on Judah. And the hand of God was on Zebulun, Manasseh. The hand of God was on them to do what? To give them a heart. A heart, what? What does that mean? A heart to do, to give them the obedience that they did, to give them a heart to do what the king had commanded. Now, this principle of God acting, God acts so that man acts so that God acts runs all through the Bible. What I'm saying is that up till now, all we saw was that you do this and God will do this. And so many people stop right there and say, see, man is the originator. Man is self-determining. Man is autonomous. Man has that kind of libertarian freedom, as the philosophers called it. And God is the responder. And now verse 12 is making it crystal clear that those who did respond, respond because the hand of God was on Judah to give them a heart to do what the king had commanded. And then we see, for example, in Jeremiah 24, I will give them a heart to know that I am the Lord. I will give them a heart and they shall be my people and I will be their God. For They shall return to me. Yes, God says return. But we know, we who have returned to God know we didn't initiate this with their whole heart. Or one more, Jeremiah 32, 38 to 39, they shall be my people and I will be their God. I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for their own good. Yes, I will respond to their fearing me, which is owing to my giving them a heart to fear me. So back to our initial question. If God says, if you do such and such, then I will do such and such, does that mean that we are the decisive cause and outcome? No. If God says, do such and such, and I will respond by doing such and such, does that mean we are self-determining and God only responds? No. Rather, God is the decisive actor. Our heart's response, man acts, 
is ultimately owing to that. And God, in real response to our action, acts again. God acts. Which means, when a preacher says, return to God, O people, come, repent, he's not contradicting the fact that that repentance is a gift of God. And when a preacher says, only God can give you a heart to repent and return and believe, he's not contradicting your duty. So I encourage you, I encourage you, Read these 12 verses carefully. Study and see whether or not the inferences I have drawn from verse 12 are really true.